Welcome to On the Ballot with Ballotpedia, where we take a closer look at the top political stories of the day. Ballotpedia connects people to politics by providing neutral, nonpartisan, and reliable information on our government, how it works, and where it's headed. I'm Allison Graves, filling in for our regular host, Victoria Rose. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to highlight our candidate connection resource, which aims to provide voters with information about federal, state, and local candidates they may not be able to find information about elsewhere. And we've got a fellow member of our communication team that works with me at Ballotpedia, Sarah Grote, who has a lot of expertise on the candidate connection. It's one of the main offerings that we have that Sarah works with. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about our candidate connection resource and what it does, how it works, and why it's so important for voters and candidates. Uh, Sarah, hi. How are you doing? (laughs) Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. You bet. Let's just start with a little chit-chat. So tell me, where do you live and how long have you worked for Ballotpedia? And give me a little bit of background or give our listeners a little bit of background on what you do at Ballotpedia. Sure. So I currently live in Seattle, Washington uh, with my cat Diesel, who a lot of folks at Ballotpedia know very well by now. I myself have been at Ballotpedia for nine years, including six years on the communications team. Uh, So I'm currently the senior communications manager doing a lot with uh, email and I've worked on the Canada Connection project since some of its earliest days. And it's a project I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about. That's awesome. So what were the early days of the Candidate Connection? When did it start and how has it grown over the years? Yeah, uh, Candidate Connection actually started as a pilot for the Virginia State Legislature races and some school board races all the way back in 2017. And it was uh, successful enough that we ended up rolling it out to every candidate within our scope in 2018. The quality and the sincerity of the responses that we got to the Candidate Connection survey let us know that we had really hit on something special and important. That's that's really exciting. So now we're in 2023, coming up to a very big well, 2023 is important, of course. It's important for state legislative offices and candidates and governors, but not as big as 2024 is going to be. So as we're rolling into 2024 or getting into the last few weeks before the election in 2023, what would you say our listeners, to the extent that they're voters versus candidates, want to know about what kind of information they can get from the candidate connection resource and why why we're so keen about it being a great resource. Yeah, so it's one of the primary ways I think that voters can get information about their candidates all the way down the ballot. So we ask a variety of basic questions to candidates about who they are, um, the office that they're running for, their candidacy endorsements and stuff like that. But we also ask more long-form questions about their, their views on the office that they're running for, what their values are, why they're running and what they hope to achieve in office. And we also, just for fun, ask some more lighthearted questions, such as um, if you could be any fictional character, who would you be or uh, what their favorite book is? So that adds a real personal touch uh, to the survey. I love that. I remember last year we actually did a press release because one of the, don't we ask a question, I can't remember exactly, but you would about who's, if they could be any superhero who would they be or who's their favorite 
Marvel character or something like that. What What is that question? Can you remind our listeners? I think it's pretty funny and interesting. Yeah, I think we do ask a question about, I think that's the question of if you could be any fictional character, who would you be? And superhero is a very common response. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's really interesting, especially because I've gotten a sense just because I've had the privilege of talking to a few candidates. I've come to learn that they're one thing that I didn't know before is the really high level of commitment they have to public service, but also many of them, especially down ballot at local levels, are running for office. And if they get into office, you know, it's they have a regular full time job. So they have incredibly busy schedules. So why why do we think it's so important for them to take the time to fill out the candidate survey? What benefit does it? bring them because they're already really busy. Yeah, well, I think for local candidates especially, it can make a real difference for their campaign. The service, the candidate connection as a service is free and millions and millions of people use our site for to research before voting every year. You know, I think our site reaches one in two voters before an election. So for many local candidates who might be more limited in their resources for things like campaigning. Completing our survey might be one of the best ways they have of reaching voters in their area. And I think on top of that, our survey is so different from other types of surveys that candidates at every level come across. You know, so many of them serve as gotcha surveys that are intended to catch candidates, you know, in a compromising or an uncomfortable position. But our survey is intended to humanize candidates and to provide real insights to to voters about about their candidates' values. And we've also found that candidates really respond in a positive way to that and to being able to speak to voters directly in their own words. Yeah. I think that that's a great a great benefit and the philosophy behind the survey to enable candidates to speak from the heart and in their own voice directly to voters. One of the things I understand is that we don't we don't edit what they submit. And I always find that a little surprising. But tell me a little bit about why we don't edit it and if you've ever had any kind of funny experiences because of our not editing it. Yeah, that's totally correct. Um, we don't edit any portion of the responses that we get, including typos or misspellings. You know, if, if a candidate wants to make those corrections, you know, they, they have to reach out to us to do so. We give all candidates the benefit of the doubt with their responses. So even if a response might sound a little strange or is maybe not quite what we would expect, we're in the position of being totally non-judgmental. And we just want candidates to be able to represent themselves in the way that they want to, to voters. So yeah, we have a policy of totally non-editing. That's terrific. So where could a voter go get that information? if they wanted to bone up before the election. Yeah. So let's say you're a a voter in Virginia state legislative races this year. The best way for you to find that information is to go to our website and find our sample ballot tool. It should be really easy to find. It's it's linked all over our site. Uh, But using that tool, you can plug in your address and choose the upcoming election that you're interested in. And then it'll show you a list of all of the candidates on your ballot. And you would just you can just click on each candidate and see their profile. And if they've completed our survey, their profile will be much more robust with more background information, endorsement information, and including their responses to the various long form questions that we ask them. Excellent. So if you go to the sample ballot, which 
think last year, 263 million people did. And that wasn't even a big election year. And I think, what is it? We were the 77th largest website at the, in the last big election year for people to go through. So, you know, it's a really trusted and great resource. But what if you're a voter and you go to the sample ballot and you look up your candidate and you know, it might say their name and what office they're running for. And if it's a partisan office, it would say their party. You click it and there's no profile there. What does that mean? Did the candidate not fill it out or did Ballotpedia not proactively get the information? How, how does that work? Yeah, they should at least have a basic profile with us. And we try our best to do our due diligence and reach out to every candidate that we can possibly find an email address for. And so if a candidate's profile is more, you know, on the sparse side, you know, doesn't have the answers to those long form questions, typically that means that they chose not to fill it out because we're we're typically able to reach most candidates within our coverage scope. Right. I can't imagine that they wouldn't want to, especially because we know in the business that we're in, if you will, there are so many candidates, especially those for local offices that that live in kind of a digital desert, or they don't have the time or resources to make their own website to espouse their values. So if they don't have information through a profile on Ballotpedia, through our candidate connection resource, there's not going to be any information online about them. And so That's one of the things I think is really terrific about the Candidate Connection is that it enables those candidates who are potentially digitally invisible or in areas where voters also don't have access to that information. Maybe they don't have a local paper. They can come into Ballotpedia and get that information. And I think it's it's really helpful. I understand you have some funny tweets to share with us about things that voters have said about our Candidate Connection survey. I'd love it if you'd read a couple of those. Yeah, over the years, voters have been very vocal online and on Twitter about how much they appreciate the candidate survey. I have a a tweet here from uh, Ryan Healy that says, if you don't complete the survey for Ballotpedia, there is a 90% chance I am not voting for you. (laughs) So they take the survey very seriously as a source of information. I like it that a voter said that because that really helps us. I think if we're just, if candidates are just hearing from Ballotpedia, please fill this out. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It'll help you be online. That's one thing. But if they start hearing from, from voters and get that push from voters also about how valuable it is. I think that that helps everybody. And I also love to hear from voters who are so committed to the process that they're going to take the time to reach out. And do you have another one in there for us? Yeah, well, you know, lots of candidates too also express, you know, exactly what you were expressing, which is how difficult it can be for them to find information, especially for the down ballot and for the local races. You know, we have a, a tweet here from Nita Cosby that says it took me hours to find out anything about the 88 candidates on the ballot in Harris County, Texas. I did my work. And if the candidates are interesting and winning, they need to let the voters know what they stand for and why they're running. And so I think tweets like that really get at the heart of the issue about what our candidate connection survey, the problem that we're trying to solve and the gap that we're trying to fill. I like that. It's really grassroots, too. It's we're going to candidates, voters are going to candidates. And the sample ballot 
where people can get information about their candidates, it's also, I mean, not only can you look at it in your desktop or laptop, but it's available on people's mobile phones too and easy easy to see, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, the, the sample ballot is very mobile friendly. So, you know, you can theoretically do your research even while you're standing in line to vote. Not that we recommend that, but it's definitely possible. I know, I know I've gone into the polls before and when it gets the further down the ballot it gets. And I, I live in a small town. And so a lot of times there's yard, yard signs all over the place. And, you know, one of the candidates is somebody that I went to high school with. So I know who they are. But periodically, there are people that I've never heard of. And if I didn't have the sample ballot and or information from the candidate connection, I, I wouldn't know anything about them except their name. And some of them are nonpartisan races. So it really provides such such a great value. And of course, we want every single individual running for public office to fill out the survey, which is super ambitious. What kind of things do you do in your job to try to make that happen? Yeah, well, we do our outreach primarily through email. So, you know, we have a whole team of contractors that works to gather emails and contact information for the candidates. And then we we do the work of reaching out to them through email to let them know about this great service and why they should take the time to fill it out. We've also done phone campaigns in the past to candidates, which was really interesting and really it's whenever I do get to speak to candidates, most of the time it's it's a great joy because they have such nice things to say about Ballotpedia. But primarily it's through email and we also do a lot of work after they've submitted their survey to provide uh, support to candidates in any way that we can and to, to answer their questions and things like that. Excellent. It is really fun working for Ballotpedia because people have such a positive view of our contribution. And of course, the candidate connection is a part of that. But it's fun. And I'm sure you've experienced this a lot over your nine years with the organization. When you go out, you tell people, especially if you're in an environment where there are a lot of candidates or people that work in politics and you tell them you work for Ballotpedia, people tend to get really excited about it. Or if they're if they're regular voters, they're very excited about the fact that we're such a great resource for nonpartisan and unbiased information. As in today's political climate, giving that information to people and, and giving it to them about their candidates is more important than ever. So let's do a little exercise here and let's model for our listeners how they could use the candidate connection. So there's a lot of attention right now on state legislative elections coming up in November in Louisiana, Mississippi, New Jersey, and Virginia. Let's say I live in Louisiana and I want to learn more about who I might be voting for. Tell me a little bit more, and I know you've done this earlier, but just to make sure we reinforce the point, how is the candidate connection going to help me if I'm a voter in Louisiana, Baton Rouge, how am I going to use that candidate connection to get ready to go vote? What's what's it going to do for me? Yeah. So when when you use our sample ballot tool, which you can access at ballotpedia.org slash sample ballot lookup and enter in your address, you'll see your list of candidates. And usually you can tell right away we have like a little symbol that indicates whether or not a candidate has filled out their survey. And so once you go to their profile, you can take a look at the the answers to the long form questions that they've chosen to respond to. And it's different for every candidate. You know, each candidate can choose which questions they respond to and how they choose to answer them. So one candidate might say a lot in response to one question and another candidate might say very little, you know, a few words or a sentence. And so 
even that can be indicative, I think, of who this candidate is, what they plan to do in office. And so voters can take all of that information in as they're preparing to vote and decide which of these candidates aligns with their own values and who they want to vote for. You know, that really makes a lot of sense. It would show if they wrote a really comprehensive and personal, meaningful answer to one of the the questions, I'm pretty sure I'd get a sense as a voter that this person really cares about wanting to share their perspective with me and making sure I understand what they value before before I vote for them. And that's really valuable. So that link again was ballotpedia.org slash sample ballot lookup. Go there. So if you had kind of one more final thing that you wanted to say about the candidate connection resource or sample ballot or ballotpedia that I didn't ask you about today, what would be your kind of final words for our listeners? I would just say that this is such a great resource to take advantage of, both for voters and for candidates. It's unlike any other survey that's out there, I think. And both candidates and voters have responded so positively to the information that's gathered. So, you know, I would just encourage voters to to look up their sample ballot, to ask their candidates to complete the survey. Um, and if you're a candidate that happens to be listening to this, submit your survey today. Absolutely. Submit your survey and voters get your candidates to submit their surveys. It's so, so important. Well, Sarah, this was really fun. I liked it a minute ago when I said our listeners, like you and I are boss of the podcast and they're our listeners instead of Victoria's. But thank you for coming on the show. And for our listeners, you can learn more about the Candidate Connection at the link in our show notes. We'll be back next week with another episode. I'm sure you're looking forward to having Victoria back. Um, Make sure you subscribe to On the Ballot wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Allison Graves, and we had Sarah Grote with us today. And thank you so much for listening. 